actually i would uh, want to just escape out of this world without being observed without being noticed right so no legacy or nothing to leave behind i mean you are there you did something and then you vanished uh, right i mean like like so many others right i mean uh, like all of us so that's my thought i just want to escape out without <laughs> So welcome to Outliers. This is a podcast with outliers, and uh, you know some of getting uh, outliers on the Outliers show is quite a job. Uh, <laughs> some of our outliers take longer <laughs> to <laughs> sit down. Uh, let me just start, and uh, you know I'm really excited to have uh, Fanin Sama. Uh, you know more famous for. being uh, co-founder of redbus uh, on this show so welcome funny finally thanks pankaj thank you <laughs> okay so why do i think you are an outlier <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, like i was telling uh, funny when we were having some nice hot idlis <laughs> with chutney uh, i think i was with mint newspaper and i met you after so called deal was done uh, or no it was around that time before that I before that, before yeah. that. and we did an, a conversation with you and uh, you know the headline that stayed with me was <laughs> entrepreneurship is a self purification process i'll be honest with you back then i said kuch aise gyan de raha yaar i mean what is it right <laughs> and uh, honestly i didn't think too much about it back then I became an entrepreneur uh, 2 years ago. I'm a rookie entrepreneur now. <laughs> and uh, I can't tell you how many times I myself have thought about that line. And uh, I now believe it's actually a purification process. <laughs> so let us start from the from, from from this headline itself funny, huh? Why did you say that? And what did you really <coughs> mean when you say entrepreneurship is a self purification process because it can be anything why self purification <laughs> sure thanks thanks pankaj uh, uh, yeah so basically i mean before uh, i started redbus to uh, uh, when i met you uh, right I mean, before i started redbus i was the kind of a angry young man get upset with things get angry i mean you ask my first uh, few team members they'll tell you uh, this micromanagement uh because you live that thing right you want to control every feature every pixel how does it look what should it do what should be the color of it that this and etc and all that uh, right but uh, when we met i think by then we were like uh, maybe 5 uh, years into the journey i was a completely different person right uh, you don't get angry at things right you let uh, things happen very different from what you envision you let people do what they want to do because they also have these visions they also wake up uh, with ideas and etc and all that uh, uh, so you look, let them do that uh, uh, right so transition from that to where i was i mean i i thought i was a more purified myself uh, with more patience tolerance uh, and etc and hence if not for entrepreneurship like what would i have done i would have worked for another company i would have become probably a manager and etc but the pressures 
would not have been the same. So I don't know if I would have transformed if I worked for another company, right? It is only because I had this opportunity and uh, the journey of entrepreneurship that uh, I transformed. Uh, the pressures are intense. Besides that, you have a deep self-motivation to make it happen because it's your own, right? I mean, uh, and you you have the complete context because you are seeing a bird's eye view from top down and etc. If I were working for another company, uh, right, I would have like only a, uh, uh, a different perspective. They would say, okay, I have to get this project done by so and so time, right? I would probably not take so much ownership of my team. Those teams comes and go, comes and goes, and etc. and all that. But here it is very, very different. Uh, so that's why I kind of, I think, in the flow, I said that uh, statement, and I strongly believe in it also. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the journey from being who we are, like in your case, you said, you know, angry young man, <laughs> uh, to becoming more self-aware, whatever you call it. It's not an easy journey, right? I mean, it's one thing for you to put it, okay, yeah. but it's quite a struggle. Yeah. And I can only talk about it as yeah. a rookie entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, can you take us through the journey from learning point of view, right? What did it really take? And take me through that journey of self-purification. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you that it is, a, it is a very difficult journey because uh, see, when we started, we were probably like 25 years old, right? And then after one, two years of starting Red Bus, I realized that, that uh, being short-tempered and uh, micromanagement and all that will not uh, let me achieve what we wanted to achieve, right? And hence, I had to change. Once you make that decision, right, you cannot change overnight. Because for 25 years of your life, right, and the only life that you had, all your life, you are used to a particular thing, right? You have never done sports, you have never done teamwork, uh, all, the, all your education is about you understanding the concept, you putting that hard work, you, it is all about personal, you personally understanding, learning and then writing that exam, getting good grades and done. You, even getting into a job was like that. You write that entrance, whatever exam, then you go through an interview, get into a job, right? All your life, it has been a single person's pursuit. And for the first time, you are in this team and then you had to take care of the team and etc. And all that is completely different from anything that you've seen in your life, right? And for that massive change to happen, right? Uh, it is very, very difficult. I. Uh, I mean, even now, I, I can't say that uh, it is a two-year journey for you to transform from the decision to actually transforming into uh, that person. Uh, maybe it is still, um, I'm like 10th year after I think we started Red Bus, uh, maybe 12th year, but uh, even now I am not transformed into that. It takes a lot of effort and uh, determination to do that. Many times I even felt like uh, I was going into uh, kind of a depression. Because you say that, okay, micromanagement is not good, right? So you let, uh, you let go things, right? Uh, you're determined to let go things. When you let go things, sometimes things fail. You know that this will fail and then uh, the same thing gets done and then it fails. You feel like, oh, I could have averted it. No, this is not working. I should get back to micromanagement. Or you could just say, okay, okay I don't care. It's not, again, abdication. They say that, right? So you need to, you, you cannot abdicate, at the same time you cannot uh, micromanage. So what is that 
find balance how do you get into that so many times you feel this pressure you you kind of get into depression that this and etc uh, but uh, thankfully you have good mentors that you speak your heart to you talk your problems challenges uh, i think that uh, helped uh, navigate through that uh, and much much later many years later one thing that i realized uh, is uh, uh, actually it's not about either of the extremes it is not about micromanagement at the same time it is not about being micromanagement i mean if you if you have a term like that uh, right uh, it is not about being aggressive sometimes people say as a ceo you have to be aggressive or it is not about being not being aggressive right all these things either of the extremes i realized don't work right what works is a balance of that a fine balance of that and where you draw that line of balancing is your art of management that is where it comes mm. right it is not about uh, uh, like giving aggressive discounts and all people say okay funny is humble and humble and right but if i'm just humble right i will never be able to take these uh, strong decisive decisions which are required for a company right where you know that humility is okay fine where you are seeing others might be right you are uh, thinking that others perspective may be right and etc a strong decision is you feel like you are right and the whole world is wrong so you need both of those to run a company you need to have your eyes and ears open for others views and you need to have that conviction and a strong decision where even if the world comes Uh, against it you take it forward that's when a new innovation happens that's when you you have a differentiated thing compared to the world right but you need both of those humility alone will get, take you uh, like kill you right at the same time that uh, opinionated will take you down that fine balance once i realized that life was so comfortable to me right whenever like for example whenever i used to micromanage my team used to say boss you are a micromanager when i let go things the same team came and complained you don't care about anything you you just left the team and the company right the after i realized it i went back to the team and said i will be both i will not be this or that i will be both and when i will be what is i will choose and i will balance it if i get the balance wrong you will all leave me and go which will be a disaster for me personally and for the company and everything but if i get it right then you have to bear with me that i'll be both and that gave me a lot of personal comfort saying ki boss ha otherwise i used to go through this huge mental agony saying oh my god should i say something or should i not say anything because i want to be a macro manager because i want to be this i want to be that uh, right uh, so that's <laughs> that's one of the things that uh, uh, has been very helpful and i keep telling uh, like some companies that are angel invested in when they have they have a similar dilemma <laughs> yeah once you find this balance or you are close to finding this balance the battle becomes about maintaining it or keeping at it no matter what the world says and and i i if i go back and, and people can be judgmental right so they will be critics they will be people who will praise you hmm. now how do you deal with opinions or judgments uh, when you have found your <laughs> balance <laughs> <Or> sure <laughs> so again there um, again there i used to have this thing that uh, <coughs> sorry no so <clears throat> one of the things that uh, uh, i kind of realized and wanted to practice is that uh, 
uh, you you need to get the uh, brightest people on board and uh, put efforts to retain them and empower them to be their own when they are their own and giving their fullest right that's when uh, the best happens in your company right so that was kind of my uh, thing that i wanted to do right but for that to happen for others to be their best right you have to uh, be the like the best leader greatest leader who makes that happen right and hence i went and read about all these leaders i said uh, google who is the greatest leader of all and uh, of human race that they have and being in india you naturally will come across gandhi ji and how it transformed the whole country and got us freedom with non violence which is unprecedented and etc and all that right uh, i read about him i bought his book read about him got a cd saw it and etc and all that because i said whatever it takes right for me to be that person right i will i mean not i you can't be that person but some of those things right i will i will try to learn because that is what benefits my company my team and everybody around me right and then i did i did read about other uh, great business leaders like uh, uh, mr tata and uh, kishore biani is one of my favorites i read about him and etc and all that uh, but all of them right uh, at the end uh, right gandhi ji is such a great leader i mean no none of us indians can say anything against him right but still he was shot dead by the same indians i mean somebody had to hate him so much that he went and shot bullets at him right uh, the same thing with uh, abraham lincoln right so they say he is the greatest leader of all the humanity has seen and etc etc wisest and etc and all that at the end of the day he was shot right so the hatred the criticism that you are talking about right is a small very small compared to the hatred and criticism these biggest leaders have gotten right everybody has been criticized you take kishore biani you take mr tata everybody so from there i derived a lot of comfort that you will also be criticized everybody will be criticized it's a parts and part and parcel of this thing this life that uh, that you are uh, taking it forward right and there is no running away from it one running away is okay don't do any company just be at home and uh, do some job and do something right but there also you can't escape it even if you don't do any work like you do a work you go to office you will be criticized there'll be teams who don't like you there'll be a teammate who doesn't like you who will say something you say i don't want to do any work i'll just sit at home even at home you will be criticized by family members they'll say something some opinion that is wrong so in this world there is no escaping that and once we make truce with it whether you are the greatest of the leaders or this you will you will live with criticism you will accept it you will embrace it it will not hurt you when it doesn't hurt you then it is fine right i think if you change your perspective to it then you'll be comfortable with having it and you will live with it instead you will live of... with it you will embrace it uh, it won't hurt you and there is anyway no escaping out of it <laughs> yeah no it's very well put i i didn't think it that way like all of us find our own explanations of escaping from that or developing a thick skin like they say but uh, it's a very good way of doing it like you said you know nice uh one of the other things i remember funny is uh, when we met in that famous interview <laughs> uh, we discussed wealth 
Mm. Uh, I think it was after that something. Mm. Uh, and uh, another line that stayed with me is uh, when I asked you, I also wrote a very critical piece on why you <laughs> showed. <laughs> yeah, the mafia, the opportunity of uh, creating a mafia. Yeah. And, but uh, I was very humbly, you know, embarrassed when uh, I started believing in the answer you gave me, which was, you said, uh, your parents were getting old and how would you demonstrate wealth to them when they are still alive or people who are alive? I mean, it was a very simplistic answer, right? Uh, nothing glorious or <laughs> academic about it. Uh, very middle class answer, if I may say, right? And very honest answer. Again, it took me a while to realize uh, why it matters. So, uh, let us talk about that. Let us talk about what happened when wealth... Uh, happened to you and what did it mean to you what does it mean to you yeah i mean one answer is it means freedom to me uh, like you can uh, do what you want to do uh, right and it also comes with another thing like for example if you if i mean there is no end to how much wealth you need uh, right, I mean, you can say uh, you have one car, you can say I want uh, Mercedes, then you will say Maybach, then you will say something else, then aeroplane, and then there is no end to it. If you are somebody, there is always somebody ahead of you. If you are walking in that pursuit, right, there is no end. And there is no freedom of having wealth because you are as good as or as bad as uh, a blue collared worker who has to almost work every day to like feed himself right i mean there's no savings for him uh, right so there's no difference a blue collar or the very wealthy man who has that, that pursuit so thankfully i don't have that pursuit <laughs> for me i don't want to change my lifestyle from where uh, where it was uh, uh, so so that that gives me a lot of freedom uh, of whatever you want to do because your family is taken care of their education is taken care of uh, etc and all that at the same time all the money that I made also is put in kind of debt funds and etc and all that I'm not very adventurous with it and etc and uh, coming back to the parents and etc see actually when we were doing entrepreneurship we were in short contrast to uh, our friends and other cousins and etc that our parents would look at uh, right, uh, because uh, almost like seven, eight, uh, I mean, almost barring one, two years of work, ex, we really didn't work anywhere. And during our time, uh, like entrepreneurs could not earn cash, they could not sell secondary and etc. So there was no money, uh, right? We were, and salaries were also hardly like 25,000 a month type and etc. And all this something that you need. Uh, and once you get married, you'll get uh, more. But uh, as a bachelor, that was what we were taking and etc. and all that. So for them, in their mind, there was this thing, inko ghar bhi nahi hai. I mean, nothing is there and what is this and etc. Right? So that way, okay, once you buy a house and etc., they, they are comfortable that, okay, uh, he's also uh, set. And some basic minimum comfort that you want to give to your uh, parents, right? I mean, uh, like give them a car with a driver. And uh, for my mom, uh, actually, I took her to uh, London, her first trip, I mean, all of us, I mean, she was born around uh, 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 independence, like, uh, basically, we are a little late uh, birth, so she's quite old, 
so for her, she's grown with this whole British thing and etc. and all that. And going to London was a big thing and that too international. She's never seen any country outside India. So going there. Now actually, I want to take her to Dubai because that's another thing in Telangana. A lot of people go to Dubai. I mean, the Middle East to work and etc. I wanted to take her. And uh, she was also interested actually about two years ago when we wanted to go uh, because of something and some functions at home we had to postpone. This year I want to take her but she is not able to come because she's saying Abhi, my uh, like uh, these knees and etc don't support so I can't come. I feel so sad. I would have felt much more sad if I could not have even taken to London. right? So now actually we are figuring out how to go to, I mean, it's not impossible, we can figure out, put some comforts and go to Dubai, but uh, things like that, right? I mean, I would have been terrible if I had like 10 times more wealth and have could not have done uh, some of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know that you were staying with that answer even now. Yeah. You know, the, it, it's almost like funny, like I used to meet you when you were an entrepreneur and I have been meeting you even when you are not an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's like uh, you go and live a parallel life in a parallel world somewhere and you come back and you're living another one. You know, if I were to take an outsider's view, what are you, you really doing? Like, uh, it, it clearly, like you said, as a person, you have definitely changed. Is it like, like that? Entrepreneurship is like some space mission that you go <laughs> and you, you come back. Okay. Uh, and then you come back and uh, you can edit out. It's okay. You come back and then you live a life. So in what ways what you, you are living now uh, is related? <laughs> Yeah, I, actually, I, I think, again, it is different for different people, uh, right? I mean, and there is no right or wrong answer here. I mean, you can continue to be a serial entrepreneur, you can do anything. Uh, and uh, like some of my friends say that, okay, uh, you should be an entrepreneur again. Uh, and I see the meaning in them. And some of them actually told me that uh, uh, in the first iteration of entrepreneurship, you have wasted a lot of resources, learning and etc. Now, if you don't put that to use, then it's all going waste. Right? That way I feel that, okay, uh, there is a duty to go back and do something and etc. and all that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> actually I told myself I'll take a five-year break and it was a forced break. Actually when I just left Red Bus, uh, I was very, uh, like so many ideas keep coming, right? And you are in that mode. Uh, so I had to really force this break onto myself in the first uh, like uh, 12 months uh, where I had to push myself saying that I forced myself into break. Uh, now it's about four, four and a half years and etc. Now I think I got so used to this thing that <laughs> now I have to put pressure to get back into that thing. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, coming to analogy, I have a different analogy of uh, uh, this thing. Uh, I mean, I used to think like when I compare myself, I have been academically good. Uh, kind of a state rank uh, distinction like this and all. Uh, so when I compare myself with my school friends, some of them who used to, like in conversations, like all of us have different perspective of life, right? So some of my friends had a perspective saying, what will it help? What are you studying in biology? What are you doing in social sciences? All this doesn't help. And their families came from business, so they would say business, uh, like they would, they had some shops and etc. and all that. Uh, that will at least make you money. Pura kya karega, vagera, and all that. And they didn't have this inclination and uh, conviction in education, so they didn't study well and etc. And I, coming from 
uh, job i mean uh, families and all uh, i pursued it but even if i didn't start red bus right when i was working at texas instruments my life compared to their life is very very different uh, right and uh, uh, so it's very different and now it is even more different right so i feel entrepreneurship like doing a company and all that is very similar to studying well uh, right when you are studying and get good grades and then your life goes into the next orbit it's a lot of hard work like actually uh, i when we were putting hard work my other friends were like uh, going to movies and enjoying and etc but that hard work of education was there only for those few days uh, or few months and etc when they had but uh, once you get through it and get to the next orbit for many years you kind of derive the fruits of it whereas they had they kind of front loaded the enjoyment and then they would entrepreneurship is also very like that like when you are very well aware that several of us started red bus journey right in the first 3 4 months four of them said oh it is difficult we will not continue it is this that and etc it was that difficult because you don't know whether it is going what are you doing you are wasting time you are not even foregoing the salary and maybe that career itself because after a few years you want to go back they will not take you and etc no it is that difficult right it is very very difficult and uh, you if you can't trade going to movies and having fun to putting that hard work in the wilderness and etc then the same thing will happen now we went through that difficult period and after that many years of like now i don't have to go to work right and some of my friends who dropped out the four out of the seven right today they have to go to work every day there is no choice of thinking this way or that way we are all in the same whatsapp group we keep meeting and etc they have to go to work every day right so for me the similarity is the school ed- education and exams and etc and all that so that kind of a thing stays stays in my mind <laughs> one of the entrepreneurial questions funny is and i think it's a life question as well when do you know it's time to quit now we we were discussing this whole entrepreneurial optimism right like you believe in an idea even if the world says okay it sucks you you keep at it and you're doing it right on the other hand we see a lot of startups become so called zombie startups and uh, you know they exist for a long time no outcome and by outcome i don't mean exit but even in general uh, how what are your key lessons on this front like when how do you know i should do something else yeah so if you look at it theoretically and through like uh, case studies and etc and all that right i mean uh, there is no right answer there because see uh, i have a friend of mine uh, an ex colleague from red bus right i mean after everything is gone and it got into a zombie state and all the co-founders left right he pursued it and etc and all that and now it is turned around and to uh, a fantastic thing so looking at his case study we can say that oh entrepreneur you never give up you continue it right or uh, uh, some entrepreneurs may be motivated to make it big and uh, make a lot more a lot of wealth out of it and etc for them red versus case study itself will be uh, different i mean recently one of our investor tweeted that it could have been a uh, 2 billion dollar company right uh, it is probably a 2 billion dollar company today so there the case study is okay if you are not don't sell if you continue then it will be much more valuable right and there are equally case studies where companies Uh, if they don't take that opportunity company like yahoo right i mean if they don't take that opportunity the value deteriorates and etc and all that so there are so there is no 
theoretical uh, right answer to it uh, then it comes back to the entrepreneur's conviction actually the same thing as to uh, when do you think it's the right time to start right how much conviction is needed for you to start many people have this idea and they're ideating ideating but some of them just get into just get out there and start right that is you get that conviction and etc so likewise i think given that there is no theoretical right answer i think uh, we will get that conviction we'll probably know okay okay fine now is the time uh, you should just take that time and anyway i think 80% of our decisions are based on conviction through this journey of entrepreneurship so it should be like that and we should not regret after that because you've taken it that way i mean uh, right i mean once there is no regret right any decision that you take you are happy <laughs> it is the post decision analysis and that and this and etc that cause you a lot of trauma in a in a situation where you can't do anything <laughs> then why take that <laughs> trauma and uh, uh, yeah. this thing right and naturally if you are inclined towards what we are inclined towards as a person right we will be well researched on that topic like for example uh, right i mean if somebody is inclined towards uh, in this journey to make more money and make a large company and etc and all that uh, in this journey naturally they would gather insights and research about okay when uh, how does a company grow what and etc and all that so they their conviction will be will come out of that knowledge right uh, if somebody is uh, around that okay this let this opportunity go and let me take the next opportunity recently i read one article uh, well researched by a professor where they said uh, we well known fact is that if you are very determined uh, then you are good for being entrepreneur then he says that if you are not determined you are good for entrepreneur because because there he makes a case saying that okay the biggest of success and that's how i related to in uh, the indian context the unicorns the biggest of successes of startups in india the unicorns almost all of them have pivoted right ola was a intercity cab aggregator uh you take uh, uh, zomato or something else you take uh, anybody in mobi was uh, coach uh, phone coach uh, sorry mobi uh, mobi coach <coughs> i think uh, everybody was very different snapdeal was deal site and etc right so if they stayed to what they were they would not be unicorn today right so that is where i mean that is how he built the case saying that entrepreneurs who are who are not that determined who change the course as the Uh, this thing changes are the ones who become mega successful this is very contrary to what we say is uh, uh, the determined single minded focus guys make make it all right so this uh, all different kinds of uh, you you have something in mind you will find a case study there <laughs> yeah it's almost like religion right you can pick your god <laughs> so many choices yeah yeah and i think in a world like this the best thing that will give us some good chance of success is staying true to ourselves right we realize that it is not the aggressive entrepreneur not the passive guy not neither the will power guy not the guy who doesn't have will power it is none of these things which is determining the success of a startup so what does determine the success of a startup being true to yourself naturally you may be uh, aggressive uh, i don't know if the right word is flamboyant or things like that naturally i may be something else right if i try to be like you because i saw such people being successful it is a sure disaster because i am not being myself 
right? I'm always trying to figure out, okay, how does a person like that react in a situation like that? By the time I do that, the situation <laughs> would have changed, right? So I think just be to yourself, right? When we have Tata's as successful companies, we have other family, large enterprises in India, which have very different beliefs and are also successful. So, uh, so I think uh, 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 being an entrepreneur, this entrepreneurship journey needs a lot of uh, courage, a lot of strength to go against all these odds uh, every day, uh, right? And that courage can only come to you when you're true to yourself, when you are what you are. And without that strength and confidence and courage, you cannot uh, navigate this journey of entrepreneurship day in and day out, right? Every day there is a problem. Every day you feel like it is collapsing, but still you have to go back to work the next day as excited as you were the previous day. If your excitement dies down, the company dies down, right? So that comes only when you have a strong team as to why you're doing what you're doing. And... Uh, and you are doing it like pure, honest, true to yourself. You may be wrong, right? The decisions you take may be wrong, completely wrong, but they're true to you, right? I mean, you, you. They define you. Huh? That that uh, originality, that genuineness is needed for that courage and confidence to come. So the the other point mm -hmm. uh, I keep going back to is uh, again from the. Famous interview. It's surprising how I'm going back to that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, and now coming to your point about staying true to yourself, uh, you had mentioned uh, how you looked up to people like uh, Azim Premji when it comes to ethics and integrity. And you said you had heard stories about how you know he, the whole uh, corruption, his stand on corruption and things like that. I, what were your key learnings on that front, funny? You know. This whole thing about uh, staying honest, uh, the values, the integrity, uh, because, and I'm asking that question because entrepreneurship is like a rocket ship, speed is the essence, uh, everybody is looking for outcome from investors to shareholders to even founder, and sometimes uh, you can be blinded, uh, you know, and, and, and there are ways in which you might compromise. Now, what is the value of values? See, like what I said earlier, right? I mean, being true to yourself and being that original is the value of values, right? What values you choose for yourself is different. But the value of the values is whatever values you choose, you stay true to it. It gives you a lot of strength and courage to take forward, to take decisions, to be at it, right? But it is different that different people may choose different values, knowingly also. Like, uh, like for example, okay, we were fortunate. Uh, actually, when I started this journey, uh, right, I mean, uh, I didn't know whether you should value uh, like not giving bribes and being kind of ethical the way uh, you define and etc. Right? Uh, or be shrewd. And uh, because actually some of my friends told business voluntary shrewd. You should be shrewd. You should make it happen. And then they pointed me to all of us follow politics and etc. Right. So as bachelors even more. So my friends used to point me to this uh, big uh, politician saying, see, we all respect him. He's been successful, made all these things, made good for the country. Uh, right. But because he's shrewd. Uh, right. If he is not shrewd and honest and all, would he have done any of this? Nothing. 
So business is also like that because you are running an enterprise and all. You have, you mean good, but be shrewd to, I mean, uh, those things, right? And then they gave me examples of uh, businessmen also who do that and etc. So I was in a dilemma. Should I choose that or should I choose this, right? At that point in time, whatever I would choose, those would have become my values. And I should be true to it, right? Because as long as, see, values are different from law. Law defines whether it is legal or not. Nobody can get away doing illegal stuff. I mean, you can't do illegal. Then you are criminal, then that is a very different path, right? But within the legal framework, the values are what you choose. You can say, I will value this, I will not value this, and etc. and all that, right? And some of those things. So those, you can choose anything and be uh, true to it. Uh, so for me, fortunately, when I was in that dilemma, I had a great uh, mentor uh, who worked with Premji and and also Bangalore was, uh, the only leaders who were in Bangalore were ex-Wipro. There was no other leader, right? Uh, full of Wipro created all these leaders. So wherever we went to, we got that, uh, this thing, that uh, Premji did this, that and etc. And when we see that he built such a large company based on those values, we get the hope and confidence that it is possible to build with those things. And that led us to walk that path. And we walk that path. Actually, naturally, in the early days, right? I mean, when you are uh, spending something, you, you get these invoices, so you give it to the accountant, and you don't know where you put. So we got this uh, IT audit where they were saying, "Yeah, invoice like yeah, we invoice hamare paas nahi tha. Kitna we don't know, wo nahi dikh raha hai. But we don't know which file we put and etc. And all that, something like that. Then they said, okay, these uh, service tax, uh, right? Uh, we will not allow, and it is a cross this thing, that thing. So we'll charge you some six lakh rupee fine, right? And six lakh was our one month uh, existence. Our one month burn was about five, six lakh. So that was a lot of money, right? Uh, so we said, how can we pay the fine? But the thing is, there's no other uh, way to deal with it. Uh, they said, eight lakh pay karo bribe or six lakh fine pay karo. Right? Uh, we said we don't have the option of that because we have chosen that this thing, though it is one month, even if we have to shut down the company for this reason, it's okay. Uh, right? I mean, for being dishonest. Like, for example, when we sold Red Bus, we didn't have many RTCs. Though we were the country's largest bus ticketing company, we didn't have many RTCs because some RTCs, you had to go through very different paths to get them. Today, it is very different. Because Red Bus, without Red Bus, I mean, RTCs themselves started coming this is to us. Regional Transport Commission. No. Correct. Uh, the government bus operators. Sure, sure. Uh, right? I mean, today they only, I mean, uh, they only come and uh, partner with us. But we waited until then. Right? We said, we even if we are not, so what will happen if we don't RTCs? We may not be the largest bus ticketing company in India. So even if we are the second largest bus ticketing company in India, but uh, we are doing it honestly and etc. It gives us much more happiness than being the largest bus ticketing company in India. But look at it in retrospect, uh, right? I mean, now, by practicing it, there's never that we were the second largest bus ticketing company in India. We have always been the largest <laughs> bus ticketing company. So these are only fears. I think once you face them, walk through them, uh, I think they will make way for you. Like Premji, actually, I heard in one of the Thai... Uh, Cons in Bangalore, uh, Ashok Lalit Me, he was a keynote speaker. In that keynote speaker, he narrated one thing which reinforced my thing. He said he opened one uh, factory in one of the states, a little far away from uh, kind of a, 
society uh, there was no i think high tension wire or electric supply there and uh, for a factory you need electricity so he went and applied to the government and the people there wanted bribe so the ministers or whoever right i mean they were not uh, giving him the electricity until he, they get a bribe right so premji i mean for him the whole investment in that factory would go waste if he doesn't have electricity right and all these capexes and all that is very this thing from a public company perspective right uh, so uh, he said instead of bribing him he said he would not bribe it by him i mean i heard it from horses mouth he himself narrated this right he ran the factory for 18 months on generators in 18 months later actually that government fell and the new government came and the new chief minister gave electricity to that place and he waited until then but he said the advantage of that is after that nobody comes to our factory ever right you just had to put effort for that 18 months nobody uh, comes to us ever right? when he says that he here is a man who has done it lived that and he's telling you i have done it no problem right then uh, you will i mean Uh, and the other big advantage of that is uh, uh, as we discussed we need great talent uh, to build these uh, great enterprises and all right a person who is a great talent passed out of the best of the colleges has talent is not afraid of anything right he can live on his own he is not waiting for somebody to give him a job that kind of a person right imagine that kind of a person now why will he compromise for ethics values If your company is saying कि मेरे पास join करो हम लोग जाके चोरी करके आएंगे हम हमारे government कोई bribe करेंगे ये करेंगे that guy will not join you. He's not afraid of anything. He's confident. He has the talent, right? He will be inspired to join companies which are ethical and which are like that. Now, without attracting such a person, if you are a chore, you will attract only chores, right? With such people, you will only build such a company, right? You have to attract that guy. you have to be this right there's no choice uh, we uh, yeah no it's amazing you talk about premji because like i myself have tracked uh, him over nearly 20 years now and 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 i think the reason as to the value of having the right role models is so crucial i mean absolutely and i always uh, tell people about your incident and you know how premji i in fact met uh, once and we mentioned that final thing i want to understand from you funny uh, a lot of time people think of entrepreneurship and everything we do like okay it needs capital it needs talent but end of the day it is your time and it it is almost like you have a limited time or you don't know how limit <laughs> or how limitless and you have to spend it judiciously there is family uh, there is a company or whatever it is so what do you think of time uh, and because when you took that decision of i don't want to do anything for 5 years or every time you took a decision what role did this value of time play or what do you think of of time why uh, when you were an entrepreneur and you had family you got married uh, what role did did that play i'm not sure if i'm making sense but i'm trying to understand your the way you look at time yeah actually i am unfortunately not one of those who value time as currency 
I want to be that, but uh, <laughs> it is difficult. So I waste a lot of time and uh, things like that. But uh, another perspective of that is the work-life balance. Like for example, at Red Bus, you had a reason, and at least I had a reason to myself saying, "Oh, I, I can't give as much time to the family as anybody else because." Uh, I have full of these pressures and uh, this company to run, which is ever growing and uh, be there everywhere. And I am not an experienced CEO, and I have to learn on the job, right? And hence, it takes more time than for it. It should take for others, right? Uh, Bulka, I had this mindset, and I used to give that reason to my wife and etc. and all that, and uh, she was also okay. But a big realization happened after we sold the company. So I <laughs> sold the company. I just had kids, one kid, one after the two kids, right? Uh, she is just born, and uh, I had nothing to do. But still, uh, I could not spend time with them. Like, could not go and play, uh, read the stories, just listen to what they say, which is usually doesn't make sense. But you have to be with them, and etc. I was not doing that. I was still. Right, open up something, read some article, talk to this guy, talk to that guy, do something by your own self, right? So uh, th that's when uh, again I, uh, I mean, I realized uh, what Sanjay, who's my mentor, told me uh, when when I got married. He told me when I got married. He said, "See, until now, all your life, and it was a little different in my case because I grew up in hostels and etc." He said, "Until now, all your life." Right, you never lived with another person under the same roof. Right now, you are going to start the journey. So it is very different from. It is unlike all your life till now. So make that, be conscious of that, and make time for her and etc. Is what he told me. And I think it is very similar when uh, I had kids. Because until now, I never had kids. Right. So you don't know. You are in your own life. You continue that life. Right. Until you become conscious of it and. Determined to put that effort, saying that okay, abhi kids ke liye time denge because this is a different thing, and then you force yourself into it. Right, my kids go to school at eight and come back at four. So after four p.m., I don't want to do anything. Like just stay with them, take them out, read a book to them, be with them, and etc. And all that. Uh, I think that is what was uh, driving a nice work-life balance. And if I get back to entrepreneurship again. Uh, I think I would uh, strongly have this as one of the things to do as a value in our company. That uh, it doesn't come naturally to any one of us. We need to force ourselves to get into it. Uh, though I was completely free, I had no work to do. I still was not giving time for my family because it's not the function of time. It is a function of mindset, uh, right? I mean, it is. It is that. It is a function of strangeness. You are a stranger to that, uh, having kids and that family. And before you realize that phase will get past you, and then you not have lived that one phase. And it's not like by spending time from 4 p.m. with them, uh, I had to make a big sacrifice on my otherwise uh, life. Right? I mean, uh, you'll always make adjustments. You'll drop so many unnecessary things, and you'll prioritize there. Uh, so I, I mean that is that is the that is the uh, thought about the time that I have. But uh, in general, I do waste a lot of time. Yeah. I about time management, about efficiency, and all these productivity and all that. I am not 
very good my <laughs> <laughs> final thing funny i'm uh, this particular conversation is like a journey you know <laughs> final thing i want um what what would you like to be your legacy and don't get me wrong i'm, I'm what i mean is if both of us are hit by a truck mm. we go out today mm. uh what would you like people to remember you for i mean because i have found a lot of people i meet somewhere they're thinking of uh this you know some people talk about it some people don't but if we are if anyone is thinking about you 100 years from now <laughs> or 50 or whatever i don't know what is that oh i don't have anything like that actually i would uh, want to just escape out of this world without being observed without being noticed right so no legacy or nothing to leave behind i mean you are there you did something and then you vanished uh, right i mean like like so many others right i mean like all of us so that's my thought i just want to escape out without <laughs> anybody remembering me after i'm gone <laughs> I, i like this answer i i like this answer and i myself believe in it thank you funny i mean please stay this way and uh, inshallah you will find uh, new meanings in everything you are doing thank, thank you, you. thank God you parkesh thank you so much